0: Welcome to Widow Too Soon. This is Mark Massaro. I am here with my friend and co-host, Michelle <laughs> Peter.
1: I was like, did you forget had... my name?
0: <laughs> no, I, mean... I just had to, uh, I was trying to be unique, but. Okay, because um...
1: I think this is episode 47. Yeah, I, hope I, you know I do know name... your name by now. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm pretty sure. Would
1: you know my name? Ring, ring, ring. <laughs> If I saw you in heaven. Oh, I'm such a rat. You were supposed to join me.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't okay. know I was letting you have the spotlight. No,
1: I don't want the spotlight.
0: Yes, you do. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's right. okay. Anyways, so would you like to tell us about all the um, starving children you're feeding and you know, all <laughs> the ways that you're changing the world for the better? Yes. And I can talk about all my, um, you know, mowing the lawn and different
1: things. I know. That made me laugh when I listened to it later. <laughs> you do <laughs> amazing too, things. I know. I know. It's, right? It's always funny, like going back and listening and like laughing at your own self. And I listened to us on 1.5, so it's like super fast. Me too. <laughs> your laugh is really funny at 1.5, but I like it because then it's like I already well, know. What wait till you about. hear this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't wait to hear that later. Anyways, I got a lot to talk about. Going to sound like so. Noise. Okay,
0: go ahead. Sorry.
1: Um, it was the two-year anniversary of Luke's mm-hmm. death on mm-hmm. the 23rd. Way easier, just like you predicted but I had an unexpected grief. Um, my grief was that people didn't remember you Mm. and Joel only two people who reached out. No, Stacy, three people who reached out to me. That was hard for me. Um, very difficult. And I, I did explain to a couple of really good friends later that that is important to me. Like, uh, my best friend, she was like, I'm so sorry. You know, she was even there the day it happened, but she didn't remember. She's like, I knew it was in May and all this stuff. I said, how about you just put it in your calendar? So she's good. Like, I'm, they don't know it's important or they don't remember, you know, like when it's face on Facebook, there's like birthdays and stuff like that. It warns you, but nobody probably wrote down the day your spouse passed away. Mm -hmm. So my advice for people is have grace one year people, a lot more people remember. And yes, I did post on Facebook and got a lot of, you know, responses there. Um, I shared publicly for the first time, like more details about his death um, about how he actually died from a blood clot and kind of went into that, like scene. Um, I also shared publicly for the first time, well, I shared on here once, but I shared on TikTok, um, the story of how, um, God gave me this vision when Luke was dying, that he saw Jesus in the corner.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I
1: will link that TikTok if you want to hear the story. Um, so I did some things I'd never done before. And then that morning I was kind of having a hard time mostly because I was like, nobody's nope, remembering. Job mark for remembering. Thank you. (laughs) And and, um, and then I went to counseling, that was great. Got home, and there were flowers at the door from Joel, and they Mm -hmm. were beautiful. And it said, You're not alone. Um, thinking about you, love you. And it was just so sweet that he was like saying, I'm in this with you.
0: That's amazing.
1: It is amazing. So if you're dating make sure you wait for somebody who gets that and understands yes. that. It doesn't have to be flowers, but it's just the thought that you're like, I'm not alone in this. Um, and then after that, um, oh, before that actually went to the cemetery and only Haley wanted to get out of the car. So Haley and I put flowers at the grave and I only cried once the whole day. And it was when I, like sometimes I play music when I'm like sitting at his grave and um, I played our song, you know, like from our wedding and cried a little bit, but that was it. Like I didn't feel it all day like last time. And then got the kids or went home, got Hayden, went to Red Robin, which was Luke's favorite place. And we had dinner and shared memories. And I heard some memories from the kids that I never heard about Luke. So that was really fun. I just it, cool. was, it was a lot less dramatic than the year before. <laughs> and it was just like, okay, I miss him. You know, and I text his mom and sister that morning and told him I was thinking and praying about the praying for them. And yeah, so it wasn't as bad. So it was definitely unexpected just kind of sadness that people didn't remember, Mm. but that's okay because I know everyone has busy lives. It's hard enough to remember birthdays and anniversaries and stuff like that. So there's nothing to warn them ahead of time that this day is coming unless they ask me. Um, so that was hard, but I got through it. Not too bad. Um, also want, wanted to say that our hearts go out to Rob elementary and the shooting that happened there. And, um, that news was very, sad and then mm-hmm. did did you hear that then the teacher died and her husband died i think 2 days later yes
0: yeah i did hear that
1: of a heart attack which i saw people posting in different grief um groups that like he died of a broken heart like the mm-hmm. shock from the grief like it can affect your body that much so there's they left behind four kids so i took that time to explain to my kids that it could always be worse you could have lost your mom and your dad and just yeah to- and it
0: says a lot <clears throat> about what so many of us relate to and how, um, how broken you feel from that loss that, um, it interesting because I did see that posted from quite a few, um, widows that yeah. you know are listeners of ours. And, um, I was like, I know we get that. And most mm-hmm. people reading that won't get it. Right. But, like, I know we understand it, um, how you could die of a broken heart. Um, and that we should all feel gratitude that we're still here, you know. Right. Um, in many ways, but yeah, it was it was so sad. I mean, especially you know, why don't I say especially? Like it cancels out anybody else's feelings, but um, for me, particularly having kids in elementary school. Yes. The thought of that, I mean, I personally would just run into that school guns blazing, like to protect those children, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and it's just it's heartbreaking honestly yeah it was very heartbreaking to read about and kind of hard to read you know yes. honestly but you know out of respect I, I continued to read it because that's something very real that yeah. those people are going through and um you know I don't want to shy away from it because it's hard when that's their, exactly. their reality you know
1: right but, yeah it
0: was it was so yeah good good call commenting on that
1: yeah that was you know definitely hard and like I said it helped my kids just see that it can always be worse and yeah. you know to be thankful that they still have one parent um let's see what else happened this week i went to this event at my church grief share loss of a spouse and met you know it was it was hard being back in that place there were so many new widows that were in the first i'd <laughs> one there was one that was a week ago her husband died a month ago two months you know those brand new widows and just remembering that pain But I also love the chance in the group discussion to talk about like the hope and like, I'm two years out. Here's where I'm at. Like God has restored my joy. He has healed my broken heart and it's going to get better. And so I use that opportunity to go and to encourage people. I met a new friend who, um, her husband died of COVID and just, is having a hard time and was able to pray with her and hopefully give her some hope for the future. And that's really where my heart is when I see those new baby widows and just, Oh, it brings you back. Like I was that night (laughs) I was talking to Joel. He's like, I haven't seen you this tired in forever. I was just so emotionally drained, Mm -hmm. just going back to that place. But also at the same time, so very thankful to be where I am today, to not be in that place of total, like my world is over. So if you're there, just know it gets better. That's like one of the biggest things that I share on my TikToks and my message is that it's going to get better. So just know that. So what about you? What's been going on with you?
0: Well, first, I want to say that hey, if you're new in this, you're probably on, you know, if you're here, it means you're probably seeking help. So you probably follow some groups on Facebook. And a common thread in those groups is that year two is harder. I don't know where that comes from. <laughs> I, but know. I just want to encourage you as you're hearing this, that if you read that, like, don't believe it.
1: Nope.
0: Um, I'm not saying it isn't the case for anybody, but um I just don't understand that where that logic comes in that it's harder in the second year because I'm like, how how is that possible? You know, and you've heard me um, compare it here many times to like breaking a bone. Um, it's like saying that, like, oh, month three is harder than month one. It's like, how can you say that? Like, well,
1: <laughs> I can tell you what they tell me, like why? They say, first year uh, is shock. Second year, it sets in that it's real and permanent. But I feel like it's set that in happens for me much
0: sooner than yeah, the first that's what year. I think. Yeah, I think it's after like now I could see them saying month two is harder mm-hmm. than month one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, everybody's timeline is different. I just yeah. personally um, don't agree with that. And so just don't accept that as gospel because it might right. not it very likely might not be that way for you. Um, and Michelle and I are, are proof of that right in front of you, Michelle, I was there for you um, in year one uh, when the one year anniversary happened
1: yeah, and I'm here
0: in year two and I can see the difference night and day. It doesn't mean that you don't, you know, still miss him. It doesn't mean Mm -hmm. you don't still love him. It doesn't mean you don't still hurt for, you know, grieve your marriage, but we have learned to live with it. It's not that you get over it. It's that you learn to live with it.
1: Exactly.
0: And, um, so anyway, so as far as, for me um you know i i built a church for a hungry hungry village really um, what i we... <laughs> I just wow. want to sound cooler i'm sorry <laughs> i'm lying that didn't happen i didn't build a church um, no i uh you know i did have um kind of a, a a very weird grief moment so i don't i don't have very many grief moments anymore mm-hmm. i am you know, I have a lot of things that I'm very joyful about. Um, so I don't really have a lot of grief moments anymore. That being said, the other day, um, I just heard this thump, these couple of thumps. And I I thought my son fell down the stairs. Oh. And I went over there and my dog was laying on the ground um, with his like legs in the splits and he couldn't get up. Oh, and, and he was like breathing very shallow and just looked like he was like dozing off. And, um, my dogs, you know, he's like 14, he's getting pretty old and for his breed, he's at the high end of his life expectancy. Um, I thought he was dying. Um, I was like positive of it. And, um, I went to lift him up and he just like, his body was really cold. Mm. And his paws were really cold. And, um, my daughter was just like weeping
1: um,
0: and it, it's odd but like it really brought me back to a lot of memories um right. just lying there like taking care of him and um trying to comfort him and I know it's like a weird thing to no. relate to it but it was like it just it made me sick to my stomach
1: mm-hmm. with
0: um all the things that reminded me of and um you know I texted some people close to me and asked for prayers and um it was just it was a very difficult thing and honestly like what I was seeing from my daughter um I think she was partially like showing her sadness for mommy
1: yeah Mm -hmm.
0: um like I felt like it was coming out and um, Mm -hmm. there it was just it was so anyways the the positive side of that is that somehow he just started getting a little bit better. I mean, he just laid there on the steps for hours and we just laid with him for hours. And my daughter, you know, we made him a little bed and, you know, brought food and water to him. And, um, we just laid with him because I honestly thought he was going to just close Mm. his eyes and pass away any minute. And then, you know, he's kind of like got himself up like three hours later and was kind of like wobbling and I was like well hey that's cool you know and um but his body he was like trembling and he was still really cold and still breathing real shallow and sorry to be so graphic but it's, oh, you know, it's something nice. that went on for me the other day and um yeah and now he's like he's doing much better he's still like, moving slow and he's still not quite himself but I'm wondering if he got like bit by something or stung oh. by something yeah um I don't know i I still don't know what happened it was very weird um but so anyways so that was an interesting um, yeah brief moment but um a, aside from that i've just had a lot of really you know just good things going on in my life and good. Um, so anyways that's just, just to summarize i'm just uh most mostly all good stuff i just had that weird but yeah. I, I i wanted to talk about that because um you know I wanted to, like, acknowledge, first of all, that, like, really weird things can give you grief. Yes, yes. And that that's okay. And that that's, you know, that there's nothing wrong with, like, seeing my dog in that shape brought me to a place of, like, remembering what it was like yes. to be with my wife. And mm-hmm. um, I, some people might think that's weird, but I'm imagining no. everybody here listening probably understands you know? right. Right. Um, so, anyways. Um, yeah,
1: I had a couple random grief moments too this week. One of them, I was outside. I think I was on a run and I saw this cute little family, the mom and the dad and like two little kids, like one, a stroller one on a bike. And I just, I never had that with Luke. Cause he was sick. He could mm-hmm. never go out and just do walks with us. He went once a year on a walk and that was on Halloween to walk around the neighborhood. And mm-hmm. so it just brought me grief that I never had that. And I will never have that, but I'm like, you know what? I'll probably have the grandkids someday. So mm-hmm. they kind of brought me. So that was a strange one. And then long story situation, but someone in Haley's life who should have known that her dad has passed away said um, something about your parents. And it brought her into a grief moment when she, mm. and she was really upset when she explained it to me, when then I got really upset, like, I want this per maybe we should just remind this person. She's like, no, 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 don't. So I didn't, but it brought me into a grief moment that like somebody forgot or in the moment that they spoke to her, the They said something about talk to your parents, (laughs) and I was like, "Do how can they not remember?" And it, I was really upset because it made her miss her dad more, and just so that was kind of hard. But yeah, there's gonna be moments like we talk about that in uh, grief triggers, but God delivers that. There are triggers, (laughs) like Mm. you can be suddenly boom, and like no one has a clue what's happening. Like if I see anything like on TV or anywhere with like someone's eyes rolling back in my head, I'm got, like, that's how I saw Luke suffering. And it like brings me back to his death moment. And mm-hmm. it's really hard for me. Like, even if I see my dog's like eyes roll back, like it's just, it brings me exactly to that moment. So it also helps remind you to be sensitive to everyone around you. Cause they've got mm-hmm. stuff going on in their head. You have no clue that maybe they're back in a trauma moment because they saw something they smelled something so anyways mm-hmm. but I think I like of, you said
0: smelled something because that's a very yeah. real thing it's like re-stimulation it can a smell can remind you of something yeah and, um, I've experienced that also I won't get into the details of that but um, anyways so um, should we get into today yeah, let's do it okay so today's episode we are calling dating successfully now the this is our third part of a three-part series um and the actual title that they used in this um article is tips to date a widow now we know that most of you listening are widows so you don't need tips for dating yourself (laughs) so we tried to think of a way that basically we think that these are things that um you know men or women should know yes um in dating you and so Mm -hmm. um And we think that these are really good uh, pieces of advice. And so we'll get started with the first one, which is don't rush the relationship. Mm. What do you think about that, Michelle?
1: Uh, I think that's important to give the person time to get used to it. Like it's Mm. very different. We talked about this last week, the first time like you are, you know, like cold hands or anything, like it's very different. It's such a weird, like, Whoa, am I cheating <laughs> mm-hmm. feeling? And so, you know, that's part of the relationship usually. And so you've got to give space for time for that. And just for them to get used to the idea of dating someone different than their spouse. Like that was definitely something. So, you know, giving that person space, like what I'm saying, it's kind of weird for me saying, cause I am the person Joel's divorce. So it's a whole different set of, you know, things, but, um, just thinking about dating myself and like dating anyone who's a widow, it's just there. There's a lot of emotions that someone who is a widow is going through when they are, you know, first dating someone out on a date with someone other than their husband experiencing something other than their husband. It's the weirdest feeling. If you haven't experienced it yet, when you, if you decide to date again, you will, and you'll know what I'm talking about. And so don't rush it into like okay, now, you know, like, like, let's say the person, let's say someone listening right now is not a widow, and they're trying to date a widow, like, don't try to rush it to like, okay, now we need to um, be serious and be exclusive. Now we need to like, uh, get engaged. Now we need to get married, you know, just like, Mm. take it one step at a time. And don't, don't overwhelm the person. What do you think?
0: Well, um, you know, I will give you the um, I know that most of our audience. So forgive me, men, but I know that most of our audience is women.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: from a man's perspective, when a man loves a woman,
1: when a man loves a woman, loves a woman. Um, that
0: you was good. You that on purpose. <laughs> I know it. No, I didn't actually. <laughs> I, I think of it when I say it. That's how my brain works. When I say something that's uh, like then a song, you know
1: it's a song. Then I
0: think of it and I just can't
1: help it. <laughs> that I was just a good one.
0: It's like because I have to acknowledge that I know what I just said was a song. Okay. Um, but you know, when a man loves a woman or or it feels like you know, strong attraction for a woman, he should be willing to cater to her needs and be selfless mm. in his Ooh, yeah. um, his own desires. And so when you know as a man that you're dating a widow and so widows when you're dating a man this is something that um if he's a gentleman that he should be willing to do yeah is to not rush you
1: yeah and that
0: should be that should be the way it is widowed or not a right. man should not be rushing a woman into um feeling like she needs to be um acting a certain way or performing a certain way or you know advancing to the next stage or whatever um that and also i think that if you show that to a woman um she's gonna fall for you more than yes um you know than you just telling her she's supposed to be in love with you but so i think it's very very important um to not rush into a relate, not to not rush into a relationship but to not rush the relationship um you know and i can uh, relate that like, you know, I can have really strong feelings and strong desires to, um, you know, to be really in love and to move forward and to be so affectionate and things like that. I don't mean anything physical. I just mean like, you know, like just showing affection for one another. But um, in dating a widow, like it is so important To be respectful of where she's at, you know, and, um, and so like ladies, like, if if a guy that you're dating is not willing to have enough respect for you to not rush you into feeling more ready than you are, then he's probably not the right guy and I don't want to, just you know, cover that across everybody in every situation but just generally speaking. Um if he really cares and he's really a good man, then um he should be willing to go at your pace. Yeah. And um especially with everything that you've been through, um, you know, you deserve a lot of patience. And so that's all I have to say about that.
1: <laughs> good job, Forrest. Forrest
0: Gump. <laughs> um, yeah. I was oh. thinking of some Forrest Gump quotes. I'm yes. sorry. <laughs>
1: Uh, You want me to take the next one here? Sure. Okay. Let them talk about their late partner. So this is very, very important. And I can say that Joel is very good about letting me talk about Luke, whether it's I'm having a grief moment or I just randomly want to share something about him because I'm thinking about it. He's not threatened by it. The right person will not be threatened by you talking about your late spouse. In fact, they should want to get to know them because he was, he or she was like, they were a big part of your life and your kids' lives. And so they should be curious and want to know. Um, and so I think this is super important. It can actually help you feel closer to the widow because you'll get to know who they spent their life with and like what makes them who they are. And so this is really, really important, um, to don't be like insecure about it. It's, who you're, the person you love, who they were married to. So it mm-hmm. would make sense to try to get to know who that was. And especially if you're wanting to be part of that family and there's kids, like you want to know who shaped their lives as well. And you're never going to try to be that person, but you're going to want to, it's like, it's like history. You want to know history. You want to know about where the person you love came from. And so it's really important. And again, wait for somebody, widows, wait for someone who will not be threatened by that. If they don't Mm -hmm. like it, you need to get rid of them because this is a huge part of who you are and your future. And so definitely, yeah, let them talk about it. What do you think?
0: Well, from a man's perspective, because A, that's the only perspective I
1: have.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, you know, I I think I agree with, uh, no, I think, I agree with everything (laughs) you said for starters um i also i think that if a man or woman um is not okay with you talking about your late spouse or we've heard stories here uh michelle and i have heard stories from people where um the new guy is jealous
1: oh yeah and
0: wish you would stop talking about your late husband no, those are huge red flag, red
1: flag run and just
0: being <laughs> real those are that is a huge red flag yeah so for me If I love a woman and I'm not going to sing, um, then you, what do you do with that? Right. When you love someone, you want to learn about their their interests, you want to learn about their likes and you want to be interested in those things. And if one of those things, you know, was obviously the love they had for their, their husband or flip the tables for their wife, like that, you know, I had for Lacey, I want somebody who's going to ask me about Lacey and not be afraid to talk about her. Right. And in that same way, like, I want to know everything about her husband. I want to know what made their relationship great or wasn't great or whatever, like, mm-hmm. because, you know, or a certain thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, because you want to know that person so well. Right. You And so um, this is something that was obviously very important to them. This is a person who meant the world to them. Um, why would you not want to know about that it it shows interest and Mm -hmm. um I just think it's a huge red flag and that's for me that's always been um something that I knew in dating would be an absolute like get out of my house kind of thing if somebody was like I don't want to hear you talking about her no
1: yeah that'd
0: be like well then sorry then like
1: yeah you can take um, off now
0: you know um just because it's, or or like, you know, I've heard uh, stories of, um, you know, people not being comfortable with pictures of your spouse in right. your house. I'm a poet and I didn't <laughs> even know it.
1: Um, nice.
0: And, uh, you know, that to me is just unacceptable. It's like, sorry. Right. This is my wife who we did not get divorced. I have all Mm -hmm. the love in the world for her still. We would not be here in this moment if she didn't pass. I would still be happily married to her. Mm Um, and, uh, you know, so I'm not going to take the pictures down. Um, and that's my kid's mom. Right. So like, anyways, all these things are important that somebody should, uh, be willing to let you talk about your spouse
1: for sure. Um,
0: so the next one, be understanding, patient, and supportive
1: mm-hmm. i feel
0: like we kind of covered this yeah. a little bit but how would you you know talk about um,
1: that like I pick give any you, one of those yeah I, kind of all those together i mean i mm-hmm. there's specific things like i just talked about joel sending me flowers on the two-year anniversary mm-hmm. um and he even asked me days before please let me know how i can best support you on that day like thinking ahead um I think I've shared before, but I'll share it again on when Joel and I went to Disney World for my birthday, which was super fun. I had this grief moment because it brought me back to Disneyland where I went with Luke and my family when he was really sick. One of his last wishes that we got to do through this dream foundation. And all of a sudden I had tons of memories um, and some of them were hard memories because Luke was so sick, but he just let me be for a few minutes and was like, do you want to talk about it? I'm like, not yet. And usually I want to talk about it. And I was just kind of in this place. And then I wanted to tell him all about it. So be understanding, be patient, know how your widow works. Like we're not all the same just because we're all widows. Doesn't mean we we react the same, Um, but like ask, how can I support you on this day coming up? Or how can I support you in your grief? What is the best? Is it, and he's asked these questions before. Is it better if I ask about it? Is it better if I don't say anything? I'm like, I like if you ask, but somebody else might say, you know what? don't say anything until I'm ready to talk to you. Mm -hmm. So I think that's important is just learning how to be understanding, to be patient, that that person might be in grief for a little bit, something might've triggered them. They might get back to that. They might be feeling guilty, but be patient because they will get through these feelings. They're not going to stay stuck there. If they're growing, you know, towards the future, they're not going to stay stuck in that forever. So what would you say about that?
0: Well, I would expand on it a little bit too that um they should learn to feel like it doesn't have to do with them.
1: Oh yeah, that's good. I, I know as
0: myself don't
1: take it the personal, yeah, kind of personality I
0: have, you know. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it might be at first it might be something that I misunderstand as, you know, that it's because of me, but instead rather it's um just what she might be feeling you know? And so, yes, it is obviously super important. Like we were talking about to be understanding and for them to be patient and supportive. Um, and these are things, you know, that we kind of just covered, but you know, patience, I think is the, um, strongest one there that jumps out at me Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, if this person has to understand that, that you're just starting to consider the idea of allowing somebody else into your heart after you lost someone very tragically in most situations that we've heard. I mean, all the situations we've heard, but I just, I can't just blanket cover everything, you know? Um, but so I think being patient, understanding and supportive, like those three words you should be able to use to describe anybody you're dating. You should be able to say, yes, he's under, he or she, yes, he or she is understanding. Yes, he or she is patient. And absolutely, yes, he or she is supportive. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, we're all called as believers to be graceful. Um, And so that's also very important that you show grace for the times that they, you know, maybe don't perfectly know how to do this, but. That you can at least see that they're trying to be understanding and patient and supportive. And so I don't want you to just, I'm not saying just write somebody off if they're not perfect at these right. things, but um, that you can see that they're trying to be and they're trying to learn um, are all really good signs that you're, you're with a good, good person. That's going to um, be able to walk this journey with you. Cause that's something they're signing up for. They're signing up yeah. for walking the journey with you yeah, because it's not going to be over. Right. Um, And it's very important that you understand that um, you starting to fall for somebody else doesn't mean that, you know, I just was talking about this recently, that it doesn't mean that you have to let go um, of what you felt. The the two feelings don't have to be um, tied together. Right. You you just because you start falling for somebody else, it does not mean that you need to stop grieving yeah. um, the loss of your spouse. You can do those two things together. You can start to appreciate a new person and you can also continue grieving your late spouse and mm-hmm. somebody you're dating should be very understanding and honestly thankful um, and feel privileged that you're willing to walk that road with them. Um, yeah, that's so. good.
1: That's true. Very good. The next one is respect their grief during special occasions. So, we kind of touched on that with like the two year anniversary that I experienced, but I would think this would mean um, okay, here's another example. We have graduation coming up for my oldest. Well, Joel and I decided that this year, being that, you know, we haven't been dating that long and he's only met Hayden a few times, that it wouldn't be best for him to be there. Even though I would love for him to be there, he would love to be part of the special day. Um, it just wasn't the right decision. And he respected that, that it's going to be kind of emotional, you know, for Hayden missing his dad. And so he respected that. I can't be with him on that special occasion, which I really appreciated. And um, special occasions like, you know, holidays. Uh, I think just respecting that, we, like we talked through in the holidays episodes, that there's going to be grief there. And knowing that it's going to be a little bit challenging and so respecting just the way that they're going to feel on Christmas and all the different days and. um, You know kind of it's all tied together if they are um, understanding and patient all things we just talked about then they're going to respect grief during special occasions. Um,
0: Here's an interesting question for you. Okay. Okay. On your anniversary. With Luke
1: like wedding anniversary. Okay.
0: Does Joel do anything for you?
1: Well, we have never had that before. I know.
0: Like, what is your <laughs> thought on that? Because it was your and Luke's holiday. Yeah, I don't if think. You will.
1: I don't think he needs to. I, uh,
0: I was just thinking about that as you were talking. Sorry, I was listening to you. No, to no, be no. Clear, but I just, my, you know, I sidebarred and thought about that. Like, oh, I wonder if like,
1: I don't think because so. it's
0: such an intimate personal thing between you and Luke. So I would think he just acknowledges it. Yeah. Checks that you're okay and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but not um, sends
1: me anything. I think that would be, yeah. You know, and he did um, because I told him, like he wasn't sure like how to do Mother's Day because mm-hmm. I'm not like a mother to his kids. And that, you know, that was Luke's job to do stuff. But he was very sweet and I kind of explained it and he sent me flowers and it was great. But I don't think, and I know he's listening. So <laughs> I don't think I would hey, what up (laughs) i don't think i would want flowers from him on my anniversary with luke because that was like my thing with luke but i'm sure joel will check in with me see how i'm doing that's a really great question um i'm curious if other people out there if you are remarried or with somebody let us know and how you treat that um but I don't think that what about you?
0: Yeah, well, I don't know. And I, that's just kind of where the question came from, as I was just thinking about it. And like, I, that's where I land on it. I don't think you, you know, and I'm picturing myself as the man, um, right, you know, with a woman who's widowed. Um, yeah. So I don't, I think you acknowledge it, of course. But I, I think you just are more like cautious with giving space, because like you, especially as like, a man like you we enjoy showering women with gifts like it's Mm -hmm. just something that um it just feels like the gentlemanly thing to do you know and so you would think like special occasion equals Mm. flowers or a gift or something but like as i was thinking about that i was like no i i don't i don't think you do on that day um so uh, it's just, um, and don't tell Joel I said this. No, just kidding. <laughs> that was just something because I know he's nice.
1: listening. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: <laughs> just kidding, Joel. I know you're listening. Um, so, anyways, so. Uh, but what do you think on
1: that whole topic? I guess I didn't ask you what you think oh, about um, respect their grief during special occasions. Yeah,
0: I think that's um, you know it's it's important. Um, but it, it just goes to me that falls right along with being supportive, um, mm-hmm. you know, from the previous one being understanding, I think those, those things all go hand in hand. And so I feel like the same, um, wisdom would apply to both of those that like, you yeah. need to be respectful, um, that she is, you know, got a special occasion going on, um, or whatever, like you mentioned, graduate, like, I think it all just comes down to, um, being supportive and being there. Yeah. In case you're you're needed and um you know trying not to over cram yourself into the situation but to just make yourself readily available. Um I think would be the appropriate um response from a guy. Yeah. Um it's such an interesting dynamic because we are the widowed, right? So right. these are the things we want in somebody dating us but it's so hard for me as a man to not place myself in the position, because most of our listeners, like I said, are women, right. And, you know, most of them are looking to date men. So like, I feel like I'm kind of the voice of like, this is what you should be yeah. looking for, you know. um, And so it's just kind of interesting dynamic. So I, I think it just comes down to being supportive. And, um, you know, just understanding that she's probably having Um, some difficulties that, um, you know, don't really have anything to do with you. And so just to be there as support. So um, that's my 12 cents on that.
1: (laughs) All right. Um,
0: So, and then accept your partner's choice to keep Mm. their late spouse's belongings. This is a really good one. Yeah. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, I what know. What are the you... Michelle thoughts? <laughs> I get lots of thoughts, but I know you and I uh, have dealt with this differently, like mm-hmm. our spouses. So it'll be interesting to hear what you say. Um, so I have gone through Luke's clothes and I, you know, passed a lot on. Instead of just giving it to Goodwill, I gave them to my mother in law who wanted to take what she wanted out of them. But I still have so many in my closet. <laughs> and I wear some of them, actually, a lot of them to bed, like a lot of his shirts and stuff like that. And my daughter does too. That was like, their special thing. He would always give her a daddy shirt. So he, she does that too. Um, I still have like all his tools. Like I didn't get rid of a lot. So, and they all came with me moving, but my closet, I have to, I have to get rid of more because it's just full. Um, and so, you know, Joel's been respectful, but it's a little odd. So like, I think the first time he came to visit me in like November, um, we were sitting out by my fire pit, and he was cold, and so I got him one of Luke's old like jackets/sweatshirts, and he's like, "Are you sure?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you can wear it." But it was weird for me because it was one that Luke used to wear to chemo, and it brought back all these memories. It was so strange seeing wow. it on him. He's like, "I can take it off if you want." No, it's okay. Um, and so like, oh yeah, had- be cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And like, I think it might be weird for him to see like the garage. I didn't know what to do with any of these tools. So there's like, you know, all of Luke's tools all over the garage. Um, we have talked recently about like, okay, if we get married someday, what would you think about me wearing Luke's shirts to bed? You know? And he's like, I'm not quite sure. Still kind of a weird, you mm-hmm. know, like I was like, well, Luke loved it. Cause he thought it was cute. Like I was wearing his shirts and he's like, well, you could wear my shirt. So that point it was a little weird. And I'm like, yeah, I could, I could be okay with like, Retiring that <laughs> to you, you know. Um, so I think they're, yeah, but he's respectful. Like, if I was like, no, that's really important to me, I'm sure he would respect it. But I'm like, right. Yeah, I could go either way on the t shirt, you know, thing. Um, but he's, he's respectful that I still have some of Luke's things around and is fine with that. So you, you know, did things differently. So, what are your thoughts on this?
0: Well, I do think it's important to accept, um, whatever her choices are, whatever, you know, maybe you listening, your choices are, I think it'd be very important to accept whatever you decide is okay. Cause like we say so many times, this is your grief. Yep. This is what you are feeling. You are doing what you need to do to heal. And, um, it it is very important for that to be accepted. Um, you know, for, for me, for those of you who haven't listened to, I think it was episode one. No, I don't know. We talked about it at some point. I know, but for me, um, I was already, you know, feeling so much grief after losing Lacey that I decided to get rid of everything all at the same time, because, um, I was like, I'm already feeling the pain right now. Like, I just want to get over all of it now and deal with all of it now. Right. So, um, it was very odd. I let my daughter, you know, pick a few things. I've kept some stuff, you know, things that were important to me, but for the most part, like I knew I wasn't going to need her clothes, for example. Um, it wouldn't fit me. (laughs) (laughs) Are Um, you sure? (laughs) I don't know. I have lost a lot of weight now, but, um, (laughs) no, but, uh, you know, so I knew there was no, um, but you know, it was weird. It was also weird, like having an empty closet and, just, you know, feeling like so much of her was gone, but either way, like I wanted people to respect my decisions. Yeah. I didn't want anybody questioning why I got rid of her stuff. um, Right. Because honestly it was none of their business. It was nobody's business. Um, I did, you know, obviously I care about like my in-laws opinions and things like that. And, um, I offered them anything they wanted. Um, but I just mean people in general, you know, like, um, you know, I didn't want to hear people's opinions on, well, yeah. you shouldn't do that yet. You shouldn't do this. But, um, I, I, the bottom line is, I think it's very important that a man is willing to accept whatever you want. And again, it comes back to not rushing you. Yeah. I think a man should be very, very willing to accept as long as it takes for you to part with or not part with anything. Um, yeah, because if it's important to you, it should be important to him. Um, yeah. That's just what I feel. Um, and you know, as a man also, I don't want you to get rid of those tools. <laughs> right. Hold on to those tools. They're valuable. That's uh-huh. like one of my rules. That's like one of my things. I'm like, don't ever sell tools. Like, you know, unless you're like desperate, don't ever sell tools. But so um, you know, it's it's just important that, you know, like we've said in the beginning that a lot of this is going to be geared towards how a man should treat you in your grief. Um And I think it's very, very important um, for you, for a man to be very accepting of whatever you choose, whether you get rid of it or you don't get rid of it, whether you hold on to it forever, because it really shouldn't be a big deal. I mean, to him, you know what I mean? From the man's perspective, like it really shouldn't be. Right. If it brings you comfort, it shouldn't cause an issue for him. And I mean, I... I, I can't really think of a particular situation. I'm sure there's some where it would be kind of weird. Oh, like
1: the t-shirt thing. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Maybe,
0: maybe mm-hmm. something like that. If she, but even that, like, to me, that just wouldn't like bother me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, I, I wouldn't feel like less of a man if mm-hmm. she, you know, wanted to wear his t-shirts to bed or something like, it doesn't matter. Like anything that brings her comfort should bring your heart joy. And, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I think it takes a secure man though for, but that's the kind of man you should you would need anyways mm-hmm. in this journey. So um, anyways, so that's you know, now you got 15 of my sense.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> okay. 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 Moving on.
1: Moving on. Last one. Communicate your relationship goals. Mm. It's kind of an interesting one. Um I don't really. I guess they're just talking about where the relationship's going and stuff like that. Um, maybe this is important because the widow, I don't know. What do I'm I'm lost? Like sure you you go.
0: I, I have some um thoughts on this. Okay. Um so from the man's perspective to dating a widow, um, I think it's important that. The two of you, not just him, but that he communicates to her what his relationship goals are, because if he is like, I don't know, I'm just kind of, you know, seeing where this goes kind of a thing, uh, or, or like, I don't know, I'm just kind of, you know, just dating around. Yeah. That might not be something that's super cool to somebody who's no. widowed. Right. But then they don't want to go might through be that. What she, that might be something she wants. Yeah. She might, you know, be taking it lighthearted. Like, I just want to go out for a drink and have dinner mm-hmm. and, you know, not have anything too serious or whatever. And so that's why I think it's important that people do communicate right up front. Like, so for me, like, my goals are to, um, you know, marry the person that I'm in love with. Right. Um, But that doesn't mean it needs to happen overnight, but those are my goals. And so, um, you know, so it's, uh, I think it's it's important to communicate that because if those are your goals, if you want to marry the person that you're in love with and their goals are like, I just want to, you know, have dinner and drinks with some, I just want to have companionship. Um, I think that's important to communicate because you might not be compatible if, you know, she's like, already knows I never want to get married again. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want to get married. Right. I think it's really important to communicate what yeah. your relationship goals are.
1: That's just basic. Like in any dating relationship, right. you should communicate, like, okay, yeah, I'm just dating for fun, or I'm dating because I'm looking for someone to marry yeah and to, to be on the same page so now I get it <laughs> like,
0: but I also think it goes you know and same thing like any relationship but I think it goes much deeper than that um like relationship goals like right that we are financially sound together that we have careers that I'm a stay-at-home mom that I'm a stay-at-home right. dad, whatever like I think it's important to you know communicate in everything um, that's and true to be open and honest and um you know share your heart with people and um so yeah, that's what I think.
1: Box, I also so think good. that
0: um life is like kind of like a box of chocolate.
1: I was knew you were gonna say that. It was in my head. It's <laughs> like a box of chocolate. You never
0: know what you're gonna get.
1: hmm That's true. All right. Anything with the
0: suitcases and hat cases.
1: <laughs> you just always keep going.
0: I know. I'm sorry. You it's don't need to be wrong. sorry.
1: So anything else to say about dating successfully? Oh, I got something. (laughs) I ask you and then I interrupt myself. I'm sorry, you go. No, 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 no,
0: go. I (laughs) I think
1: (laughs) with dating successfully is asking God for guidance. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, let's talk about things that are not in here. Asking God to write your love story. We've talked about this several weeks in a row. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Let him have the pen, let him write it and ask him for guidance, ask him for um, discernment when you're going out on dates. So you could tell right away, like if this person is right or not, Um, and really realizing that just like everything else in our life, it's all in God's hands. He has the plan. He knows how it's going to go. He knows what's like, who's going to be best for you. It's not only, it's about timing. It's about like just all these different things. And so using your faith in God to be a guide for your dating life. Like as a Christian, like we should have God integrated into every part of our lives, not Mm -hmm. just go to church, Mm -hmm. like praying about dating, praying. I mean, I talked to my kids about this, you know, as they're kind of like, you know, in teenage years, thinking about dating and all that, like praying about who God has for you and not just like jumping into relationships, but really asking God for guidance. And especially with widows, as our hearts are so tender after being broken (laughs) from losing our spouse, like, to pray for discernment, and, like, yeah, just that God will guide you in the right ways to go. Anyways. Well,
0: let me ask you, what was the, you know, because a lot of people listening haven't dated before. Right. What do you think was the most challenging emotion to overcome? Was it fear, the fear of loss, the fear of, you know, um, was, was it being, paid? like, what was the What do you think was the biggest
1: hurdle for me for you personally? It was the very, very, very beginning was guilt. Like Mm. just that feeling. I mean, not since I like started dating Joel, but like back when I started the like thoughts of dating, just kind of talking to people here and there, it was definitely guilt. Like I'm cheating, but I'm not (laughs) Mm -hmm. like that. My mind couldn't comprehend it very well. It took a little while to get past that. Um, Mm -hmm. that has definitely been like that was the biggest obstacle, but I haven't really had any of those, like, like fear of loss. I mean, I've had it a little bit, but I'm such an all in person that I've never let that stop me with relationships about like diving in and just like, you know, going forward. But, um, I would say the guilt, um, was okay. the hardest thing. What about you? Now, For the well, I'll
0: answer question. that in a minute, but I'm sort of going down a, a trail of thought here. And so, okay. um, because I'm picturing so, you know, with there being so many widows that listen, mm-hmm. um, that's probably a common thought yes. among many widows, a common feel. I know it is. I, mm-hmm. I've experienced that feeling myself. Um, but so what would you say to somebody who's feeling guilty?
1: You don't need to feel guilty. I think I talked about this last week, too. Like you don't need to have any guilt. You fulfilled your vows, like a hundred percent. Like you did everything you could and realized that God has freed you. And you know what? Oh, I think i forgot. this is it. I was like, there was something I should have talked about last week. It fits in perfect here. Something I did to let go of the guilt. It was um, an exercise through my grief um, counseling. I wrote a letter from Luke to me. And Mm. in this letter, I want to find it. When I find it, I'm going to read it on air sometime when I find it. And it was him releasing me to date again. And he was like, you loved me. You fulfilled your vow. I just let the pen flow and just kind of just words came. And he's like, you love me till my last breath. You are free to love again. And so Mm. I think that's the moment that I was like, okay. So I would recommend that. Try writing yourself a letter from your loved one, releasing you to date again. Like think about the way that they talked. What would they say? you know, and it was hard for me because, you know, Luke really, like, he could never talk about me being with someone else. He couldn't like picture, like, we never talked about me remarrying, dating, anything. And I just didn't go there because I knew he didn't want to. (laughs) And so I had no idea how he really felt, but then I had to realize in his perfect state, he would want me to remarry and be happy and date and like all of those things. And so that exercise helped me so much. So Thank you for asking because it just came back that that would be something that could help, um, listeners.
0: Yeah. That's a very, um, interesting tool, if you will. I like the, um, I like things like that, that just make sense to me. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of a way to let your feelings flow. Um, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so I I will answer the same question. So for me, probably my, um, and it's not existent anymore, but, you know, thinking back to the beginning that there might be some men or women that this is their fear. Also, my biggest fear was, um, falling in love and losing them again. Mm, Um, that was, uh, terrifying for me, the thought of, you know, and it made me, um, afraid to love again, to be honest, um, to invest so much of myself Right. And, um, you know, go through it again. And, and through this that we've been doing, you know, we are very involved in the widowed community. We've met, uh, quite a few people that have been widowed more than once. And, um, yeah. you know, that was one of my biggest fears. And so my advice to any of you who are feeling that it's kind of hard to give advice because I think this is a feeling that goes away with time, but, um, just a little like therapy for yourself that um, love is worth it. Mm
1: -hmm. Love is
0: absolutely worth it. And um, statistically, and I'm so sorry for those of you who have been widowed twice, but you will be the first to acknowledge that statistically, that's not likely. Um, That it's going to be like you're, you know, widowed quickly again or something like, because that was, I guess I should clarify more what I'm thinking my fear was that like, as soon as I fell in love again, I was going to lose her again. Right. And so I should be more clear of what I'm thinking that it's like, you know, statistically, like for you to like, as soon as you fall in love, lose someone again is, you know, probably not likely, but, um, you know, and we let fear consume us. And we all know that that's something that we shouldn't do. We shouldn't allow fear to control our lives. And it so often does. It's so easy to allow fear to run the show. Yeah. But instead we should be people of great courage as believers and, um, you know, faithfulness. And so anyways, I just, I found that to be interesting. I wanted to kind of, um, pick your brain about that, um, yeah. So I'll
1: oh, go ahead. Uh just today on the way home from church, I don't know how we got talking about this, but Haley was like, so if you got married a second time and he died, would you get married a third time? I'm like, probably. She's like, even if you were like 70? And I'm like, yeah. Because I would want any She's like, what if you only had 10 years of life left? I'm like, yeah, because I would want to love again and and enjoy every moment I have on Earth, and mm-hmm. so it was just interesting that we talked about that today. Um, well, so that
0: that raises another good question that was not covered in here, at least to the best of my recollection. Um, for children, you you know, for me, my kids are younger. They're really excited at the prospect of me getting married again. Um, your kids are older. They have there, and so that's like most of our audience um, that I've seen. Their kids are a little older, like more relatable to your uh, kids' age. So, what has been um, a big challenge for you in that, and what advice would you give people Mm. that um, you know that maybe their kids don't approve, or you know? I'll let you fill in the blanks on that.
1: Yeah, like in the very beginning when I started kind of this whole idea of dating, like my, especially my boys, like really had a hard time with it. Well, you wouldn't do that when daddy was here. I'm like, well, he's not here and I'm not married. And so they kind of struggle in the beginning. And now like specifically like having a relationship now, um, I think they've been like, he's not going to try to be our dad. Right. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, I like them just, they seem, especially my boys seem they like Joel, but they just the thought of someone else is so weird for them which I get, I can't imagine my parents marrying someone else if one of them died. So I, I try to think about that. I think the biggest challenge is that, um, you know, just getting them to see like, no one's trying to replace your dad. That is not the goal. And, and one thing that's been really difficult. In fact, i had a conversation last night with one of my kids who said, but he's different than daddy in every single way. And I'm like, well, not every way. Like he's left-handed, just like Daddy, <laughs> And I'm like, he's a great Christian man like that. You know, I try to name some of the same things, but I'm like, that's okay. He's like, I thought you would have gone for more of a type like daddy. I'm like, I don't really have a type. Like, this is who God brought me. And I think taking the time to, um, I don't hide things from them. I let them know exactly like how serious I am with Joel, where things are at, like being for teenage kids, um, being open with them. And because they can relate more, like they are in a place where they like, you know, they like, you know, my boys like girls and Haley, well, she doesn't say she likes boys, but I think she does secretly, but they're in a place where they understand that dynamic, like wanting to be with somebody. And, um, and so they can understand that more. And then also realizing this is not to sound like you don't care about your kids, but if you have teenagers, they're going to be moving on with their life in the next, like, uh, four years for me, uh, they're all going to be grownups in four years. And so even if they like, really didn't like this. I wouldn't let that determine my future with all. I would mm. know that like they're going to be in, gone in 4 years and I want him in my like forever rest of my life. Mm. And so I'm not going to sacrifice my relationship with him um, because they might be unhappy about it because they're, they're kids too. And then Haley's just always been great. Like, I just want you to be happy, you know, that kind of thing. So I don't even know the biggest challenge I guess is them just feeling like someone's there to replace their dad. So I guess my advice would be to make sure they know that from the very beginning, this person is not to replace your dad or replace your mom. Um, this is somebody like, I wanna I want to explore, it depends where you are in your relationship, explore further, or this is someone I wanna spend my life with. Or, you know, and even we had another, it's just been a lot of conversations recently. Um, One of them asking me, well, what makes him different from any other person, you know, and getting to explain that. And why would you want to spend your life with him? And um, just being open and real because they don't like it when you hide things and they're smart and they'll figure it out. So I've been open with them every step of the way. Um, about where Joel and I are, are at. So I guess creating an environment where it's safe for you to talk about this relationship and safe for them to ask questions. And like um, you can ask how they're feeling about it, but you don't make your decision based on that. And that mm-hmm. doesn't mean you love them any less if they're like, I really don't like this. Now remember, their kids, they're, their brains haven't even fully formed. Like that mm-hmm. happens, they're like 20 something. And so it's okay. And they may not understand it and they may not like it, but if you believe that this is who God has for you, like they will come around like eventually. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of what I've had to look at is like, they don't have a problem with Joel. They just, it's still kind of in that awkward stage because he doesn't live here too. So they've seen him three times. And so they still don't know each other that well. Um, But really, I guess my biggest advice would be be completely open, create a safe environment, where you can talk about that person and ask questions and let them know he is not going to replace anybody and i will and i say a lot i will always love your dad this doesn't change that so they understand that whole concept we talk about doesn't mean it's like one or the other like i will always love your dad and i love joel like i love them both and making sure they understand that good question thank you yeah, full of them. I have great yeah. questions. I just don't have. know. Do. Well, do you have any like thoughts on that too? I'm well,
0: to... You know, it was different for me. Yeah. Um,
1: Younger kids is different.
0: Well, for one, um, Luke was so young.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, he was, he was three when mommy got diagnosed, he was three through most right. of the battle. So he doesn't remember much. Right. Um, but you know it was really cool. I showed him a video of um, uh, a couple of weeks ago. I showed him a video of him walking, him learning to walk, mm. and mommy was sitting down on the ground, um, and like calling him, "Come, come to me," you know.
1: Oh, cute! And he like
0: waddled over there and climbed into her lap, and she just like squeezed him and mm. just kind of rocked back and forth with him. And I looked over at him, and I could tell he was very much having a, a positive emotional response from seeing how much mommy loved him. Mm. Um, so, but, you know, I am in a different, right. You know, my, my kids are really excited at the thought of, um, you know, having somebody else in our right. lives um, because daddy's boring. No, I'm just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Um, no, but you know, I, I know that, um, that they want somebody to do crafts with. And yeah, you know, I try my best. I really do. And honestly, I think I am different than the average man in many mm-hmm. ways, but, um, as nurturing as I try to be. And it, believe me, it is like, I am far more nurturing than most men. Um, yeah. I am way closer to a mom than most men. <laughs> that being said, I'm not a mom. And I still don't nearly have the nurturing capabilities that a woman has. And I see that time and time again, whenever they interact with a woman, um, it's, you know, it's the way God made us, you know? Um, and so, um, I want that for them too, you know, I, you know, but also you can't, you can't rush into that because you're, this is one thing I've always thought, like, I will not rush into getting married or something because it'll make my life more convenient. Right. Um, That's not fair to anybody involved. Right. Um, But, you know, when you know that you love somebody and that they're very special, um, there is a part of you that wants to rush into it. But again, for me, it's not for the children. It's for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, they'll be fine. You know, I grew up without a dad. Um, I I feel like I grew up fine, you know, (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. like I know they'll be okay, you know? Um, so I don't, I don't think about that as like, oh my gosh, I need to find them a mom. Like, I do not have that at all. But for me, like, I want to enjoy having a wife again, you know? Um,
1: Yeah.
0: So there's, you know, there's a part of me that really wants to get married again, um, sooner rather than later. But again, like, it's very important it's extremely important that um, everybody involved is ready. You know, Um, you can't, it goes back to what we were saying. You can't rush somebody into something because that's, it's not fair to them. But um, so I would just encourage any of you that um, don't, don't rush to get married because it'll make your life more convenient. Um, I've seen that before where Mm -hmm. people get married in a really, really short period of time and it doesn't work out. And when you look back, you can see the reasons they got married Were, um, you know, she either needed the financial support that he was offering or Mm. he needed whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter because it's not my business, but uh, just to encourage you to, um, not just marry somebody because you're lonely.
1: Yeah.
0: It would be very easy to fall into that trap and, um, don't marry somebody because you're lonely. So, I mean, you know, as Michelle would say, "You do you, boo." But, <laughs> you do you, boo. <laughs> um, but you know that would just be my advice from you know somebody who's further down the line
1: to yeah. um,
0: you know keep keep pushing through. And the advice that was given to me that I will share is that um, if you are looking to find another person in your life, and maybe you're feeling discouraged or whatever, to be praying about it and yeah. um, to be patient and to instead of worrying about again I'll be repeating this instead of worrying about you being or what you're looking for you worry about being the kind of person that will attract that kind of person so
1: so true yeah
0: what yeah and so what I mean by that like here's a very simple way to say it if um you know if you're wondering that like you know you want to find a good Christian man and he's this and he's that and he's he's the other thing and um But yet you're, you know, going out to bars all the time and getting drunk and whatever. I mean, that's your business. But just saying like, um, you know, you're probably not going to attract that kind of man
1: if you are living
0: that kind of life. Um, So be the person that would attract that kind of man or woman. So, you know, as a man looking for You know, wanting a good Christian woman in my life, I'm not gonna go um live a life of making poor choices, I guess you'd say. You know, I'm gonna focus on the word and God and um, you know, attracting that amazing special woman.
1: Yes, that's good. Work on you. That's all you can do. Oh, I rhymed. Work on you, that's all you can do. Just You're a poet too. Just like you. (laughs) <laughs> yep all right that's good stuff that's how you date successfully mic drops. all right you want to close this out on prayer
0: is that how the order is <laughs> yes <laughs> why do we have to think. go through
1: this every single week
0: uh it's episode 47 47 47?
1: 47 what are we gonna do
0: for the 50th
1: something something big
0: something how big. about how about oh, way to put the pressure on <laughs>
1: No, I got it. Listeners, send in your questions. Anything. No, we're not going to say we're going to answer all of them. But any question you want to ask Mark or I, nothing's off the table, but we may not air it if it's too personal. But this would be interesting. Let's see if they do it. Some things
0: are off the table. (laughs) Okay,
1: okay, Okay, some things are. But let's just say that. So you could, you know what, we'll make a post on Facebook and say, Send us your questions for our 50th episode. And then you could also email it to us, which I'll do my whole thing in a minute. Hey, you
0: just thought of that on the fly. I did. It wasn't even written down.
1: So 50th episode is going to be ask Mark and Michelle anything, but we may not answer. (laughs) 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 But we will try to answer any, you know, it'll be interesting to see what kind of questions we get.
0: Yes, I think so. And um you know, and also like put in your post um, that, you know, because maybe they'll just respond to email um, and they won't see a post. So just saying that, um, please put down whether you are comfortable or not with us using your question on air, like with, well, with okay. your, name. Um, you okay. know, because some people might want to know the answer to the question, but not, might not want their name said.
1: Got it. Um, so, good yeah. idea. Good idea.
0: Thanks. We don't want to get sued.
1: Funny. Okay. Sorry, i stretch. <laughs> okay. This is the order. You pray. I say our little stuff thing that I do okay. every time. Okay. Okay. Yep. Go.
0: <laughs> Are you ready? Okay.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Heavenly Father. Um, wow. Thank you. Thank you for this um, ministry that you've entrusted mm-hmm. us with. Um, I, I'm praying for all those right now that are that are hurting. Um, I know some people might be listening to this episode just for the hope of one day feeling these things again in the future. Um, and so uh, my heart really pours out to people, Lord, that are in the beginning of this. And I pray that you would just touch their hearts and their souls and Let them feel um, your presence and and let that in turn translate to feelings that um, that what Michelle and I say are true, that it will get better. Um, And and Lord, for those that are ready to start dating, I pray that you would bring the right person to them and make it clear to them that this is the right person. And I pray that it would be somebody um, respectful and understanding and patient um, because you know, nobody wants to get hurt here. We've already been through so much hurt. And so I pray that you would protect, um, those listening, um, in their new relationships and, um, you know, and as always, I pray that, um, you would allow Michelle and I to just be sensitive to what people are going through and, um, never come off in an insensitive way, um, as we goof around or whatever. And, um, Because, you know, our heart is to make people smile and and not, um, you know, cause people further grief. So um, I thank you, Lord, for what you've entrusted us with. um, And I pray that you would guide us in it. And it's in Jesus name, I pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Well, if you liked this episode, give us a little thing, five stars on Apple Podcasts, and you could give us a little rating. Oh, wait, that is the rating. A review, if you want to, you can join us. Our Facebook group, you can find us on Instagram. Uh, you can email us, m at gmail.com and all the places, which yep. I have and prayer. That's prayer
0: requests. Yes. Um, if yes. you want to share your story with us, if you want to be a guest, be a guest.
1: Be our guest. <laughs> Come on, sing it. Be our guest.
0: You know the words to that. That's I the our part I know. Put our service to
1: the test. Sweet. Tie a napkin round your chest. Blah, 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 blah. That's all I know.
0: That's oh, the rest.
1: We have something. We have something. Don't yeah, believe you us? Got it. Ask the dishes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For real. I know there's somebody out there that knows every word. That
1: I know. They're like, air. come on. That
0: wants can't... to come on air just to tell us how to yeah, sing.
1: Why can't you get it right? Anyway.
0: So if you, I know we have a few people that um, were in the, the channels of wanting to be a guest. Um, yes, we need and to. And so back we to apologize. <laughs> we had some uh you know uh, a brief hiatus, and um it's just been hard to get back on track with that. So please um reach out to us again if you want to be a guest. Um you know, we would love to have you, we would love to hear your story of how God has carried you through this incredibly yes. dark, um challenging season of life. Um, so if you have a story that you feel would encourage others. Um, please, please uh, let us know that you'd like to be
1: let us know on
0: air with us, and it's not live. We always <laughs> like to tell people that it's not live, so don't be afraid of making a mistake because we can edit. And we can. By we, I mean Michelle. <laughs> very talented the editor yes <laughs> Have no idea all the things that she has rescued me from i'm like no no no, no wait, 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 take that part out
1: <laughs> someday i do want to put together bloopers and bloopers funny <laughs> funny things we've said that we have not aired that'd be quite interesting yes
0: yes there's there's one in particular i, I always go back to thinking of that um, yeah
1: someday i think the world should know that one you know <laughs>
0: i'm tempted i'm tempted to say it um but i won't
1: not yet maybe on the 50th
0: maybe on the 50th Because now someone's
1: gonna ask us what
0: (laughs) what was the thing that mark said that you had to edit out which
1: one but yeah there's a major major one
0: yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) anyways I know I hate when people do that sorry guys when you're like what are you talking about
0: that that's why I wanted to say So I didn't want to leave people hanging but um, they
1: can wait till 50 if we decide to sure yeah Okay. Anyways. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you Thank next you. week. God bless Bye. You.